Hello everyone, welcome to RLCC Radio, where you can grow in your faith together with others by listening to our daily devotionals, sermons, and other audio broadcasts. Feel free to share this tool with others. Also, join us every day as we explore God's truth together. Let's dive in. So purihin ang ating Panginoon sa araw po na ito. Once again, tayo po ay nandito sa presensya ng Panginoon to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would want to say to us. And our topic po is entitled, Hindrances to Faith. No, It is based on Luke 16 verses 14 to 18. It's a short passage, more like a, an in-between passage actually. Uh, pero it is, uh, of course, uh, packed with uh, wisdom for us today, you know? Na, lalong-lalo na in terms of uh, trying to share the gospel with people, no? Uh, so, to le- let's read this, you know? Basahin natin to and then uh, we will reflect upon it. Luke 16, uh, 14 to 18. So, let's read. Sabi ganyan sa verse 14, The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of men. But God knows your hearts. What is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until uh, John since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing his way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So, ito po ang salita ng Panginoon para sa atin today. You know, uh, and uh, before we pray, you know, let's just uh, begin to think about this, no? The good news of the kingdom of God, or yung gospel, is now being proclaimed everywhere, no? Kahit sa magpunta. If you have ears to hear, uh, you will hear, of course, the gospel being preached or communicated in many different ways. So, thank God for that. At, uh, you know, lahat ng tao uh, are being invited or is being invited, you know, to come and believe in Jesus so that they can enter the kingdom of God. This is, this is basically the invitation of the Lord. Pero hindi lahat are, are uh, you know, hindi lahat uh, is willing or are willing. Ano bang, ano nun, uh, number nun? They know it would involve some radical changes sa buhay nila and they are not willing to do that. Kapag uh, naiisip o narinig ng mga tao yung mabuting balita, it does not come across to them bilang mabuting balita. They sometimes stumble and, and you know, they feel na parang it would, you know, cramp their style or limit their lives. 
And so, kailangan maunawaan natin to because as we share with people, we have to understand bakit nag-struggle ang mga tao. And then maybe we can pray and really ask God for wisdom. And now, Jesus, our Savior, of course, is encountering the same thing. He is uh, preaching the gospel and inviting people to believe. Pero, unfortunately, like these Pharisees, dito sa storya natin, and the teachers of the law and many righteous people, fail to see, you know, na this is really the good news. For them, it's more like bad news. So, tayo po ay manalangin. Let's ask God to just show us why this is so. And perhaps we would become more compassionate and understanding bakit ang mga tao nag-i-struggle. And also be wise as well by the grace of God to uh, help them overcome yung struggle na yan. So, tayo po ay manalangin. Dear Lord, maraming salamat sa iyo for this morning, for today's uh, morning devo. We look forward, dear Lord, to hear your word for us. And by your Spirit, dear God, we ask that you would open our eyes and ears and help us to understand ano po yung nagiging parang hindrance sa mga tao to come to faith. Help us to to understand this and by your grace give us wisdom. Lalo-lalo na, Lord, whenever we are trying to share the gospel and people, it seems, um, don't want to believe. So, Lord, uh, gabayan niyo po kami and through your word and by your Holy Spirit, bring us to an understanding, Lord, uh, so that we can pray more and trust God more and be compassionate then sa mga tao na nag struggle So, Lord, maraming salamat sa iyo, Lord God. I praise you and thank you right now sa iyong presence ngayon dito sa aming kinalalagyan. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, today, we want to talk about hindrances to faith. And specifically, what is hindering people to accept the good news? That sounds a bit, ano, diba? Parang um, weird yung question na yan, no? What is hindering people? But it's true, diba? Maraming mga tao, parang meron silang perception na the good news or what we share with them, it seems like parang bad news to them, you know? Kasi uh, in terms of uh, parang sa lifestyle nila o sa buhay nila, parang it's not going to bring them any benefit, no? So they struggle kasi na-imagine nila, oh, you know, marami ng bawal o malilimitahan na ako and so forth. Uh, so we want to look at uh, this question, particularly yung two fundamental areas na most people who uh, struggle no, with really accepting and believing in the Lord Jesus, you know, accepting the gospel sa buhay nila. Why, why do they struggle? There are two fundamental areas, and this is uh, revealed dito sa scripture na ito na binasa natin. And these are the areas na I believe tend to be parang the, um, parang the main issue why most of the time 
ayaw ng mga tao to, to really surrender their lives to the Lord and follow Jesus in their day-to-day lives. Of course, there could be many, but uh, there, these two areas, I believe, you know, are very fundamental. That's why I think in this particular passage, we find this highlighted. Uh, first of all, merong, ano, merong uh, parang challenge in the area of their values and affections. What do I mean by values and affections? Of course, yung mga bagay na pinapahalagahan nila at mga bagay na gusto nila. Gusto nilang gawin o gusto nilang bigyan ng atensyon sa buhay nila. They feel that the gospel would hinder that. That the gospel would somehow parang make it difficult for them to pursue yung kanilang pinapahalagahan sa buhay. So let us read that in verses 14 to 15 para maunawaan natin. Sabi niya, the Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. Now, if you remember, Jesus was talking about money prior to this. You know, he was telling his disciples as well as, well as everyone else na nangikinig that we are to use uh, money, you know, to make friends and also to, you know, to prioritize serving God. You no, know, we cannot serve both God and money. So he was talking about that topic. So narinig ng mga Pharisees yun, and but the problem was that they loved money. There's nothing wrong with money in itself kasi kailangan naman talaga natin yung money you know, to use it in our day-to-day lives. The problem is when we love it. In other words, when it becomes a disordered attachment sa buhay natin. By that, I mean something that is not evil per se, like money, becomes a priority, no? Rather than loving God. So here's a problem na I think nagiging hadlang sa mga tao. Lalo-lalo na itong particular example na to, which is about money. And so sabi ni Jesus of verse 50, He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves. In the eyes of men. But God knows your hearts. What is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. So that's a parang powerful rebuke, no? Jesus was saying na medyo nabaliktad na yung kanilang priorities. Jesus is not saying that money by itself, is evil, but rather yung love nila, which should be toward the Lord and others first, has become misdirected. Napunta na sa, sa pera. No? And so sabi niya, you, you, know, you justify yourselves in the eyes of men. And he also said, God knows your hearts. Okay? What is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. I think it's very important to understand that the reason why some people feel or struggle with just the idea of surrendering their lives to Jesus, usually it's because may mga bagay silang parang kinoconsider nilang mas mahalaga o mas importante sa mundong ito. Perhaps they have not really thought about it, but, you know, minsan yun ang pumapasok sa isip ng mga tao. Like, uh, I've heard it several times sa mga tao. You know, sinasabi nila, 
Pastor, alam nga naman, you know, hindi na ako magtrabaho or, uh, you know, I would not provide anymore sa mga mahal ko sa buhay. Siyempre, kailangan kong gawin yun. And for sure, I have no argument against that. Uh, that is an important thing. To provide for our family, to make sure na meron silang kakainin no, sa hapagkainan, to really uh, do our best to, uh, you know, work hard for them. I mean, that's that's good. There's nothing in the Bible that says na masamayan. Now, what we are talking about here are priorities. In other words, yung ordering ng mga bagay that we value. And now, here's the problem, you see. Some, some people think na if they put God first and they surrender their lives to the Lord, na He would just parang prevent them from doing the things that they want. Actually, what would happen is that the Lord, who is the provider of all, would be the one to strengthen them and give them wisdom for everything that they need. Sa totoo lang, when you surrender your life to the Lord, He will be your good shepherd. And He will provide for all your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, it could be through your work or through other means. God is not limited by your work or your job. God is able to provide by whatever means that He chooses. And so, really, it's a, a misunderstanding. Akala ng mga tao that they would be parang uh, stopped from doing the things uh, that they want. Instead, they should see the good news as a liberating power in their lives to set them free from worry and anxiety, to give them peace. You know, uh, trying to value money or anything else in the world, uh, you know, other than God, is really suicide no? because God is the author of life. And for us to, you know, turn our eyes from Him and to try to gain whatever it is that gusto natin mag-gain sa mundong ito is really suicide because at the end of the day, gaya nga na sinabi ng Panginoon, what profits a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? So really what we're talking about here which is a hindrance sa mga tao, is really a misunderstanding in the area of their values and affections. They, they feel na parang may kukunin si Lord sa kanila. What they don't understand, you know, is that God is going to give them what is truly valuable, and that is the kingdom of God. In other words, they would become truly rich in the eyes of God. And they would be able to live their lives as free people, able to fulfill God's will sa buhay nila, and not hindered by all kinds of false attachments na hindi naman talaga nakakapagbigay ng fulfillment. Try to read Isaiah 55 in this regard. Kasi sabi ni Lord sa Israel that they should, you know, uh, come to Him so that they will have the, the, the sustenance that they, they truly need. So, ito yung unang area. And tayo bilang mga, I'm, I'm now talking to those who are followers of Christ. If you are sharing uh, the good news with people, please understand uh, most of the time, 
Meron sila mga preconceptions about what does it mean to be a Christian? You know, does it mean I would give up everything? Uh, what they don't understand is that in giving up anything at all, they are actually gaining more than they could ever give up. Kasi they are gaining God and the kingdom of God in their lives, which would set them free. So ito yung problema ng mga Pharisees that, that prevents them from really experiencing the grace of God sa buhay nila. They are so attached to money and to many other material things na iniisip nila na, you know, this is what is going to make them happy. And so sinasabi ng Panginoon sa kanila, and again, let's read that, yung very important, yung verse 15. You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of men, but God knows your hearts. What is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. Again, he doesn't mean na masama yung pera. He's just saying that when you put something in the place where God should be, you are, you know, committing idolatry. You are basically making that thing or that person an idol. In other words, as a substitute for God. Kaya nga ang pinaka goal ng buhay natin, you know, is really to glorify God by, you know, really loving and serving God completely with our whole being, no? Cooperating with His grace and all of that so that He can change uh, our deepest hearts so that we can love Him fully. So, ito yung unang area. And so, we must be compassionate with people kasi they don't really understand this. Now, if you are listening right now dito sa Morning Devo and you can see yourself in this area, maybe you're struggling to really surrender yourself to the Lord. I want you to know na God is not parang taking away something but really giving you, you know, the opportunity to experience life as it is truly meant to be by God. And that is, of course, of course, called eternal life in the scriptures. Eternal life doesn't mean parang you go to heaven. Eternal life means you have the kind of life that is coming from God himself. And you're experiencing it each and every day sa buhay mo. No? A secondary lang yung idea that it actually goes on forever, which is, of course, also true. But eternal life is basically the God kind of life. And it can be experienced today, right now, by faith in Jesus Christ. So surrender your life to Jesus. Don't be afraid. Because when you do so, of course, He would change your value system. And you would begin to understand that there are things far more important than money or career or whatever. Or even family. You know? God is the most important you know, person that you should have a relationship with. And everything else would follow after that. Now, the second you know, fundamental area that becomes really problematic sa mga tao is their relational commitment and integrity. And here we come to that passage na almost parang out of nowhere the Lord is mentioning it. Pero we need to understand that. Uh, verses 16 to 18. So basahin po natin yun. Uh, the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John, you know. So, ito yung Old Testament, you know. So, the law and the prophets represents the Old Testament from Genesis and Malachi. 
So it was being proclaimed until John. Since that time, so pagkatapos ni John the Baptist, okay, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached. So in other words, you know, kung ano yung pinrophesy ng Old Testament ngayon is now being fulfilled in Jesus through His proclamation of the kingdom of God. Now the next uh, words, of course, are a bit uh, parang confusing. Sabi, and everyone is forcing his way into it. Now, the way the NIV translates it is, it is it is as if parang yung mga tao are all clamoring to try to get inside the kingdom of God, which is parang confusing because uh, when we read the Gospels, ayaw nga ng mga tao eh. And so, ang susi dito is really to look into the original wording of that particular text. Unfortunately, the NIV, uh, you know, chooses to translate it uh, in a different way, in an active sense. But actually, it's a middle voice kind of uh, word or verb. So, the the more appropriate translation is everyone is being invited, no? Or not everyone is forcing his way, but being invited to enter into it. Ganun yung translation. Everyone is being invited to enter into it. Okay, and that would be more consistent with the Gospels. Okay? Now, you know, regardless of, you know, how we take that particular part, no, in verse 17, we can begin to see what the Lord is uh, aiming at. Sabi niya, it is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. So, where is that coming from? At biglang may ganun statement. He's saying, in effect, na even though, you know, before the coming of John the Baptist, the Old Testament was being preached, and after John the Baptist, the gospel was being preached. Pero, sinasabi niya, basically, na there's a continuity, you know, hindi yung parang the Old Testament stops, wala tayong dapat, you know, uh, pag-isipan pa tungkol doon, now we just focus on what Jesus says. Uh, no, that's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying basically there's a continuity in terms of the, you know, the uh, the holy expectations of God upon people. And difference lang is that in Jesus it is now fulfilled. In Jesus it is now given its proper uh, definition. Now, what does it mean to be holy? Because it's the Old Testament, you know, there are of course animal sacrifices and all of that. But Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many, once and for all. So we don't offer sacrifices anymore to Jerusalem. Okay? Instead, we suffer. We offer spiritual sacrifices in the name of the Lord. So may mga differences, but definitely, well, ano, hindi yung parang merong abrupt na pagtigil, as if para bang what God has said in Old Testament has no more bearing sa New Testament. Now, what Jesus is saying dito sa passage na to is that there is a continuation. No? Lalong lalo when it comes to the ethical demands and the holy expectations of God upon His people. And then He cites a particular example in verse 18. Sabi niya, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the woman who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, and the, and the man rather, who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So, why so suddenly bring this up? Now, he doesn't explain much detail. He just mentions it. So, this is not the place for us to argue about marriage and divorce, etc. 
He's basically just saying dito na here is a problem na nangyayari among the Pharisees. They are basically just uh, parang compromising yung kanilang relational integrity and commitment, lalo na sa area ng marriage and relationships. You know? So in other words, here is one area na madalas nagiging stumbling block sa mga tao in believing in the Lord. Yung tinatawag na relational commitment and integrity. Nowadays, um, because of our liberated culture, maraming mga relationships ngayon ang, you know, how would I describe it? Parang spaghetti na. And the church often has to struggle with this kasi yung mga tao are coming from all kinds of brokenness, you know? Dati may asawang ganito, and then lumipat sa ganyan, o kaya kalivin si ganito, or lalo na ngayon, sa panahon natin, yung same-sex marriage ngayon is parang normal lang. So there is a lot of uh, parang confusion in this area. The Lord has designed marriage to be between a man and a woman for life. Malinaw yan sa Word of God that He wants people to come to a relationship of commitment to love each other and bear children and raise them up in the fear and, and, and you know, uh, admonishment of the Lord. So, ang gusto ng Panginoon, magkaroon ng Christ-centered families. That's why He wants Christ-centered marriages. But here's the problem nowadays. Maraming tao, they feel na talagang hindrance yan because maybe they are in a relationship na hindi ayon sa kalooban ng Panginoon. Or maybe they they have uh, you know left a relationship na kalooban ni Lord for them to to fight for or to stay. Siguro nag-divorce na sila or whatever, nag-separate na sila sa Pilipinas, walang divorce pero everybody separates. So kunyari lang wala tayong divorce, but everybody's doing it. So one area that seems to be a struggle sa mga tao in terms of surrendering their lives to the Lord is, is yung area ng kanilang relationships, you know, yung relational commitments nila at yung integrity nila when it comes to living in accordance with God's will. Feeling nila na, again, okay, misunderstanding ito. Some people feel na parang, well, you know, if I become a Christian, do I leave my present common-law wife or common-law husband? Now, I do confess that it could be quite a challenge, you know, to untangle minsan yung mga relational uh, entanglements ng mga tao. But there's always hope, you know, there's always a way. And I, I do believe na, you know, meron naman mga legitimate way of understanding what happened. And God is a healing God, so it doesn't mean naman na parang sisirain niya yung present family dahil lamang nasira yung dating family. But we need to, you know, really sit down and think about it and pray. What I'm saying is that ang mga tao, akala nila, o kaya sila nahihirapan to, you know, to give their lives to the Lord is because they feel na parang may hinder sila dun sa kind of lifestyle kung saan <coughs> they do not honor God, lalo na sa area ng sex, you know, sa area ng commitment. Uh, they feel na they have the right to be in a relationship with anyone they want. Walang dapat pwedeng maka-hinder sa kanila. And what they don't understand is that God is, of course, love. You know, the Bible says God is love. 
and he is the author of relationships that truly matter. And through the gospel, a person can find healing for all the brokenness of buhay niya, and he will be able to discover na merong mga life-giving relationships in Christ or through obedience to Christ that would really make them fulfilled and happy rather than yung sarili nilang you know, DIY relationships, do-it-yourself relationships. But let's understand this. You know, mga tao sometimes because of the relational entanglements nila, they feel that they could not surrender that to the Lord. And that's one area where I think people really struggle with. Now, the, the main thing na dapat natin isipin dito as we come to the end of our morning devo is that some won't believe the good news because they think it's bad news. There is that misunderstanding, no? Sa Tagalog po may mga ayaw maniwala sa mabuting balita dahil akala nila masamang balita ito. And we need to understand that. And we need to be compassionate. We need to pray for people. Dahil hindi agad-agad na naunawaan nila yan. This is the reason why when we're sharing our faith, and by the way, avoid natin yung mga parang quick ano, <laughs> ways of sharing. Uh, yun na minsan nakikita ko yan sa Facebook, you know, parang using a uh, booklet or something and masaya na tayo when they follow us through a prayer. This is not discipleship. This is not making disciples. We are to make disciples or followers of Christ. And that takes time. That takes time to clarify, to explain, to help people understand what does it mean to follow the Lord Jesus. Huwag tayong magmadali. Huwag tayong maging instant, ano, you know, oh, sundin mo lang tong prayer na to, oh, tanggapin mo tong booklet na to. That is not what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian is for me to understand what God is offering me and to receive it gladly by faith. Yung ino-offer niya sa akin through Jesus Christ, my Savior. So, that's it for today. You know, as we come to the end ng ating morning devo, I want us to consider this. Kung meron kayong, you know, sinashira ng gospel and they seem to be parang, you know, reluctant or uh, ayaw nila, please understand, they have all these misconceptions sa isip nila. And let's be patient. Let's be caring and understanding. Huwag tayo magmadaling. Let's take the time and let's ask God for, you know, for wisdom. Kung paano sila matutulungan dun sa mga areas na yun that they seem to struggle with. If you are a person right now na parang ikaw yung tinutukoy ko dito, na you are the person who's really struggling to believe because of, you know, some areas of your life na feeling mo na parang mawawala, please understand, the Lord is offering you the kind of life that is truly life. You know, for, for whatever it is na maaring, uh, you know, aalisin niya sa buhay niyo, ang kapalit naman, uh, sa buhay mo pala, ang kapalit naman noon is far greater than you can ever imagine. It is eternal life in Christ Jesus in the kingdom of God together with others. So I hope and pray na di mo i-reject, you know, um, forever yung gospel. But consider it. Give some time for you to understand. Make time, rather, to understand. Amen? So, sige po tayo ay manalangin na ngayon. And uh, let's just uh, acknowledge na may mga hindrances to faith sa mga tao. 
But by God's grace, maaaring ma-overcome ito. Amen? We just need wisdom. At wag tayong parang, wag natin isipin na parang fast food yan, order ka lang ng pagkain. It's really a process. And for some, it may take a while before they come to the realization that the good news is truly good news, not bad news. So let's all pray. Dear Lord, maraming salamat sa iyo for your grace and mercy as you have given us insight as to why some people, Panginoon, would reject the good news because they think it's bad news, Panginoon. So Lord, in your mercy, would you give us wisdom and compassion sa mga tao, Lord, especially those that we are sharing the gospel with. Uh, give us wisdom kung paano sila matutulungan and help us not to judge them or to reject them dahil nahihirapan silang unawain ito. I also pray for those who are struggling. Lord, tulungan mo sila na makita na hindi sila nawawala. This is not bad news. This is good news. And to give their life to you, Lord Jesus, is the most important thing that they could ever do sa buhay nila. Far more than they could ever understand right now. So I pray that their eyes would be opened and that they would see the truth, Lord. Tulungan mo sila sa journey nila of faith. And remove the hindrances, Panginoon, so that they can come to true faith in Christ Jesus. Salamat po. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you were encouraged and edified to continue following the Lord and growing in your faith together with others. If this content helped you, consider sharing it with others. Also, if you would like to support this ministry, please visit solo.to slash rlccphil. That's solo.to slash rlccphil. See you again.